And of course, I edit that. Sorry, the motherfucking podcast just started because I had to record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got my nigga with me. Do you want to give your name if you don't want to? You don't have to. Uh, J-Bo. My nigga Christian J-Bo. J-Bo Beautiful. Fly Renaissance Dude. You know what I'm saying? That's my nigga right here. So, we. this was uh, the first official guest on my podcast. Nice. First. So, this is history, nigga. But, yes, you know. Now, what were you saying about? What were you talking about? Uh, I forgot what I was talking about, bro. Like, <laughs> my whole mind went to a whole new topic. I like I just go to different topics like that. Yeah, no, nah, I know, I know. So, let me ask you. When did you start getting into music? Um. So. <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know how to like properly answer that, right? Yeah. Cause um. My mom, she's a singer in church, Mm -hmm. a soloist for choir. Um, She's done the Star Spangled Banner for games. You know what I'm saying? My mom's a big voice and a musical influence in my life. I feel like I've been into music since I was born, bro. Like, I probably was nurtured through music and then was born and got to witness my mom be great. But then by the time I really got into music, and actually started playing the instrument was mm. 10 years old. Okay. Or like fifth grade what in elementary school. Drums. Drums. Snare drum and a xylophone or like the bells or whatever. Nice. So uh, that was like my first beginner's class. You had to learn both rhythm and melody. Yeah. So I had two instruments and I had to learn them both. But like percussion was basically just rhythm mm-hmm. and 20, 30 instruments, whatever you could play, you know, from maracas to triangles and shit like that. Nice. So when you're playing a big concert, uh, you might have, you, you have a triangle part, yeah. but you're chilling for like two minutes, and then you find out that your part's coming up in the song, mm-hmm. ding, ding, ding. So you gotta that like, was your be part. on point. You gotta be on point. Yeah. And then it's like, that's the only part you had in the whole song, and you can just chill for the rest of it, right? Yeah. Percussion was easy as fuck, man. You can't finesse that shit. Or yeah. You can't finesse it. And, um, you know, so like, uh, I started that in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually did my beginner's year twice. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I didn't fail. I passed both times, but I did so my beginner's year twice. So why you do it twice? Because I didn't know how to drum roll. Oh, you wanted to dr- Okay, okay, okay. I thought drum roll was some beginner shit, and yeah. you didn't know how to do that. Yeah. Why advance to the next level? Right, because you, you know didn't like drum roll. Oh. They're incorporating drum rolls. Like, yeah. I would imagine, you know, if I had to have the drum roll down first, and then I could do it, but... uh. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't a bad decision. It was like one of those no, things where it's like either you be a beginner. Mm-hmm. It's a beginner in an advanced class. Mm-hmm. Either I could have either started advanced and been in advanced twice mm-hmm. or took beginner in advance one time each. Okay. Plus I had a beginner credit already before. Right. So I had the beginner credit coming in middle school, taking another beginner credit and then an advanced credit. And it still worked out the same way. Okay. Because if I went in middle school doing advance, it'd be advanced twice. Okay. So, after you did the beginners and then the drumming, right? Mm-hmm. What made you get into production? Like, of producing beats? Like, when did you say, I don't want to play the drums, just the drums. I want to create the melodies and the drums. Mm-hmm. When did you? When did that spark start to hit? 
Uh, let's see. Shoot. All right, so this is probably like after Katrina. Mm-hmm. 2005. Mm. August. Uh, Katrina happened. I was living in Mississippi. Right. And then, like, in order for me to avoid the storm, mm. I actually went to Louisiana. I went to Hammond. To avoid it? To avoid it. Oh, right. so. Yes. When, because when if you Katrina, look at the real path of Katrina, yeah, it went over Mississippi, yeah, and like everything that was in its path got wiped out. Okay, because so New Orleans was like one of the major cities in its path, it mm, got more tension. Okay, people thought of more like a hit in New Orleans as opposed to New Orleans being something off to the side, right? You know what I'm saying? If it got the category four effect mm. in the category five storm, right? Mm. And like I, I went to Hammond where I was just right outside the storm. Oh, okay. It passed okay. me up, right? Nice. But we did have like fallen trees, power lines, so it did look bad. Yeah. But like I didn't know how bad it was in Mississippi. Mm -hmm. I couldn't go back. You couldn't go, so you. Oh, I had yeah. to stay so in to Louisiana. Stay there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a bridge that connects Mississippi and Louisiana. Yeah. You go over this river, and then boom, you know the state. Yeah. That bridge was taken out by the storm. Oh. Damn. So the only way to get in is to do like a very long drive around and that was oh, just land mm -hmm. just natural land bridges and stuff because the big bridges they was done bro mm -hmm. so yeah like all right so reason i'm telling you that is that sent me to louisiana mm -hmm. and uh the school it was hammond high school mm -hmm. i went to uh gulfport mississippi coming to hammond high school this two schools are different band programs okay in gulfport their competition band they're detailed uh everything we dress to what we're doing is very detailed yeah uh we had to practice very hard to do what we do yeah and then when i go to hammond they're just about marching right they're very simple they're all like hey we just like to march in parades you good um they're just like we like to march in parades and you know what i'm saying do the uh, hits of today on the radio mm -hmm. and have fun you know so like i went to that kind of band in louisiana for yeah. a year yeah but then they only have half of a season Okay. It's the fall time, fall winter. So when springtime came, there's nothing to do. Or there's oh. basketball games, we might drum for so don't... 15 minutes, but there's no band program the rest of the year. Right. So then, like, all right, so when we, we still have band class. Mm -hmm. We go to band class, and we ditch it to go next door to, a, actually, it was a piano class. What? And it wasn't even open. It was huh. a room full of pianos, hundreds of them in this room. And like it's meant for a teacher to teach a class of pianos and everybody had their own shit, right? But nobody was using no it. No one was using it at the time. So we break in there during our period. Yeah. And we just started making beats and playing piano and stuff. Oh shit. So I was like, yo, this is so fascinating. <laughs> so my mom, give me the same shit for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So uh that next Christmas, which was like Christmas of 06, mm. is when I got my Casio. And it's basically like a piano with uh built-in effects, built-in built-in instruments mm -hmm. all the natural instruments uh from piano to strings guitars to um you know what i'm saying you could record in it learn how to play piano on it that was my christmas gift and that's when i really started production was that chair yeah yeah you're good. all right yeah i'm listening all right so um that was like my start of production yeah but I didn't even have a doll. I didn't have FL Studio. You didn't have none of that. Just the Casio. Just the Casio. Did it have uh, the... Because uh, I had a Casio. It had like... You had to play it straight through. Mm-hmm. And no loop. Like you literally had to play it through. Did you have to play it straight through? Or did it have a way you could like... Loops, four bars. Press record. And go. you play it for like two minutes straight. Yeah. Because it had a limited time. Yeah. You play it for two minutes straight. 
Hope and you got it start, right. Hopefully you played in time and it's perfect. Because <laughs> I'm about to record a second track. Right. And then I would usually do like one instrument and then drums. Mm. The second track. I only had two tracks. Oh, you only the had drums, two tracks? Yeah, but they're both, perf- whatever you perform, get recorded. Okay, okay. So like, also you can split the keyboard mm-hmm. to have a bass on the left hand and a piano on the right hand. Oh. So I figured that part out. Oh, all right. Then I figured out, okay, boom, the second track has got to be drums. And okay. that's my... That's the three things that I can do with it. And so, like, how how often? Because the re- there's a reason why I'm asking these questions. It's gonna get it's gonna yep. get to the meat. How yeah. often did you make beats in that fashion? Because that fashion is totally different than how it is today. I wish that it was like on video. Cause yeah, you're in my actual place right now. Mm-hmm. I have things that I've written when I was like 16. Mm-hmm. That I have now. I have raps that I've written when I was 16. Mm-hmm. I have beats that I've noted out. Noted out, nigga. Yeah. This nigga noted out beats, nigga. I kid you not, bro. It's like noted out. Out. There it is. I was looking at the room. Like, where is that? Where is that? Nigga noted out beats, man. What the fuck? That's like Beethoven, yeah. nigga. Wait. This, hey, matter of fact, let me say this. Why you looking for that shit? This is the nigga that when I, I met him at college at the Art Institute of Washington. This nigga knew all the fucking notes of this th- music theory shit, and he was noting out shit then. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? This nigga noting out beats. I've never seen a producer note beats, and the shit is dope. Actually, I've never this seen shit. no producer note beats, my nigga. So, yeah, yeah this nigga. This, bro, this is me when I was, uh. Motherfucking 15, notes. 15, 16, dog. I handled Nigga. Now, this is why I did that, because I only had the two tracks, right? I yeah. explained I got only two tracks. Oh, shit. I wanted to do more than two tracks, so I started writing more parts. And you got the... And more and more parts. That way that I could have, like, layers mm-hmm. and verses. And then turn them around on the backside. I actually wrote down how I should break down verses, intros, choruses. Nigga, if y'all want to be great... That was me at 16, bro. <laughs> Nigga, look. Listen to what he said. That's him at 16. I wish you could video this. I wish you could video this. Yeah, cause y'all looking at this shit, man. Cause it's beat five, beat six, and it's the details of the shit. Preferred rap style, music type, and all of that. And it tells you the beat notes, nigga. The fucking notes on the beat, nigga. And the (laughs) intros, the chorus, the verse, and the outro. It's all there. All there. And do you know how much time this takes? So I got twenty five of those. Twenty five, my nigga. That made it right. That made it. Think about this, right? I have a bunch of blank paper, a bunch of these blank note papers. Yeah. To where I would make mistakes and ball it up and throw, throw it, it away. away. I would have beats that I write and I'd be like, it didn't sound good later. I don't like this and throw it away. So this is the 25 that made it through the process. Damn, nigga. And then here's some notebook papers, right? I might have wrote this in my 20s. So that was a different thing that I did. And, like, and look. That was, that was some office shit, right? And it's still notes. And how I came up with that was uh, practicing piano in the office. Nice, nigga. And I started composing some shit, but I couldn't write it. I didn't have this paper no more, so I just started writing it in a different format. And look, but you hear what he said? He didn't have the actual note paper, so he got paper and still wrote the note words. Line loose paper, bro. The same way. That means the motherfucker knows music theory. He knows this shit. And for producers, y'all got to know y'all shit, man. This is one of the dopest producers in the world. I'm telling you that right now. I'm not in history, man. This I got history cold. music shit. Yes. I also got some other shit since we were on that same topic. Man. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a collector, bro. I got, bro, like, I got my grandma's Bibles in here, all right? Nigga. <laughs> I'm a collector of, of books and shit. Yeah. All right, this book right here, the International Library of Piano Music. You hear mom. that shit? The International Library of Piano Motherfucking Music, nigga. It was my mom. It was his mom's, and he got it now. Yeah, I actually took this from her garage, 1976. 1976. So this is from when she was a kid, and like... One of my plans, it's easy enough. The music in here is easy and simple enough to where like I could learn it and you know what I'm saying, perform it for it. Yeah. Like, nah, you remember this song? You know what I'm saying? Look, you hear the keyword he said, perform the work the music off the book for his mother. Now, I'm 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 gonna say this real quick because I feel like it needs to be said. Producer, you gotta be able to do that shit. You can make your own shit, but you gotta be able to do that shit too. Play fucking records from books for your mother and shit like that. Classic shit, nigga. Like, and this nigga can play that fucking. He can look at it and play this shit. I seen it. It's some siren. Some siren going on. Yeah, I seen um, this nigga do some amazing fucking shit, bro. Like, I'm sorry, this is his interview, but. So all right, so because yeah. you're on the topic of producers knowing music theory, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I got a stance on that. Yeah. My stance is like, there's a whole technical side to it, right? Mm -hmm. This is like some left brain, right brain type of shit. Right. Like the musical thing, the, the musical aspect of it is just half of the, the what's going on. Right. And the technical aspect is the other half. Right. And so people can be so focused on the right brain, the technical. Right. The technical you side can, of the shit. You can be creative technically with numbers and like, hey, I and I took a batch of this scientific data and turned it into something musical and artwork. You know what I'm saying? Like I I fuck with people to that sense. Yeah. And then there's like a lot of people who are who are like in between in between the two. That's like mm, I'm I'm gonna make up for what I lack in musical with the technical side of things. Yeah. I think all of that shit's tight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think all of that's that's tight. But like also, um I could tell the difference when I talk this shit to you, mm. right? I could I could talk music or like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I I actually mentally recorded your performance five minutes ago to be able to critique it for a second. And yeah. Like, you know, I thought your second verse was dope here and you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like and like, you know, people build something up from there whenever I like link up with people. Cause I can see some some deeper shit in the art as opposed to just like Oh yeah, you killed it just like I knew you would. Right. You see, you go beyond. You did it to the, the end. Hooray. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah, I'm deeper than that, bro. I'd be like, hey, some shit sucks, it sucks. Hey. Some shit good, it's good. <laughs> you know, real shit. Real you shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I give shit a, I give everything a shot. But yeah. like people really utilize the art as something money, as as business. Mm-hmm. And that fucks up the art. Yeah, and it does fuck up the public perspective of the art. Yeah. Um, but like, you know what I'm saying? There's people that's really out there. It's like, we, we can tell you're doing this for money and, yeah. or, or like you, you're hired to be an artist. All right. Here's another perspective, right? Yeah. Let's say an artist, um, has a hit that gets them popular mm -hmm. and people are like, okay, well, shoot, we're going to sign them a deal, put money behind them and try to do a second song. The second song flops, third song flops, everything they do flops after that. Yeah. So that person may have signed on thinking that their whole life after making that hit mm. they're going to be an artist as a career yeah thinking it's going to be a 10 20 30 year career when really 
that one hit then fizzled after three months mm-hmm. or a year, right? Mm-hmm. It'd be a whole year that that song was a hit, and now people don't even think about it anymore. And like, they might think oh, I, that's my it's still their career. Yeah, like I didn't quit. You know, I didn't yeah. quit the job. But yeah, I still the results of the job is different based on what you provide. Right. Know? And like that's why I think it counts. Yeah. To be to have music theory, mm-hmm. if you want a whole career in it, mm-hmm. in production, in music, like yeah, get to know the the details of this shit to right. the inner workings. So you like know the you know like you can hear a record and you know the notes, you literally the actual note. Well, and you know like the details of it, or I can't listen to a song without analyzing it. Right. Musically. Right, or mm-hmm. like songs are usually in four four. Mm-hmm. You know, someone yeah. make a song in five four, and I I would hone into that. Mm-hmm. Or you know what, what I'm saying? What would be the difference in the feeling? Like the song in four four, then you hear in five four. Does it make you feel like it's better or worse? Depending. I, on I'm gonna give you a secret. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a secret. You giving everyone the secret. Everybody, the secret is this: um, with with off tempo music like mm-hmm. that. Rock music, mm-hmm. uh, they like to hit every beat. Yeah, which is why they came with the floor with the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something like that, right? Yeah, like they like to jam to every beat. Mm-hmm. So however many there is, four, four, five, four, ten, four, it doesn't matter anymore. Right, you jamming to every beat. So every when it comes to the five, four beats, you still rocking like it's a four, four. You still rocking. So you like still four. Okay, okay, okay. You just have to like. Be on beat, basically. Mm-hmm. And rock will rock will do that to you. Rock will put you on a beat, and like then the people will be like, "Well, let's trip them up a little bit and make our melodies five four, make our Drum make four, seven four. six, seven make some six, nine three. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, see this nigga talk about shit out of It's a code. <laughs> <laughs> it's a code, right? Yeah. Five signatures are uh, four counts, and they are four beats long. Mm-hmm. Four four one two three four. But if it was two four, it'd be one two one two, okay. and like it would still be treated as like how you counted the four four, mm. the two four, the three four one two three one two three. But then if it was like six eights, it's different count. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, yeah. So man. like you know what I'm saying? I can't listen to songs normal no more. I know. But, however, let's say um, a song is well produced, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or like the new Denzel Curry album. You know what I'm saying? I could turn the shit up. And I could let this shit start beating, but I'm still going to analyze, like, you know, hey, he's killing this shit. Is he very precise at it? Mm-hmm. The message that he's conveying is pretty dope. Mm-hmm. And analyze the various things of it. Mm-hmm. Um, not just even in the music theory sense, like, mm-hmm. historically, like, hey, yo, this is dude's fifth album. He's still killing this shit. Yeah. You know, I always have, like, certain opinions about people's stuff. Yeah. You know, it just, you know, it just happens to be on whatever I'm witnessing is how I, like, how things will come out. I how guess. you listen to it and shit. Yeah. So like, when, after you got into producing, from being at the school, the piano class, you got your moms to get you a Casio. You went from the Casio to what, Fruity Loops? or yeah. Fruity Loops, okay. Yep. So you went from Casio to the Fruity Loops. So now, musically, your mind, has your mind change as far as how you listen to the music absolutely okay absolutely okay so like when you listen this to is the like music, some year after year shit like yeah it gets every year it gets crazy yeah it gets to that point where it's like the first year you listen to a record like before you started 
the Casio mm-hmm. producing. You listen to records. What do you do? You know what you felt when you listened to that record before mm-hmm. you heard it, and then after. Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. What did you, what, what what was you ever, it? You ever see like, or, or let me like put that in a perspective. You look at the stop sign, right? You yeah. just kind of stop. Yeah. You don't really just read it out. You'll spell it out. Yeah, you just... You don't be like, ooh, the stop sign is red today or anything like that, right? Yeah. You don't think about other details. You just know it's telling me to stop on the stop. So right. Simple as that, right? Right. But like, you know, if you were to ask somebody, hey, what does a stop sign mean? They can break it down to you, yeah. right? So yeah. like, I feel like songs are like that kind of piece where it's like I can remember things when I hear it, mm-hmm. when I'm exposed to it, but not like always think about them. Mm-hmm. I do think about my first time hearing the song. Mm-hmm. Or I do think about um, that the song helped me through a heartbreak. Yeah. And like hearing the song out and about will make me think about singing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how I know the words to the song. Hey, sitting in the supermarket. Yeah, jamming, jamming out. Some Michael Jackson and some Prince, right? Right. It just is what it is. But that's how like my musical bone is. And I Shazam everything. You I should... go to... I'd be out and about. I, it could be shopping. It could be uh, you know, going to a if theme he, park. Nah, nah, nah. The Shazam everything. Shazam everything. Is it everything literally or is it everything that you fucking fuck with? Everything that I fuck with. Okay. Because everything, I'm like, yo. Nah, no. nah, nah. <laughs> I mean, I... <laughs> everything that I fuck with. Okay. Like you got the radio. Record. Yeah. The radio, uh, 88.7, which is like the best radio station in Austin. Really? Okay. 88.7. Alright. Any time of the day, I door dash like a mug and I just cut on that channel. Because mm-hmm. my CD player is broke, I don't have an aux. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck it, just turn on the radio. And that's the only station that's pretty consistent where it's like, y'all be playing hits, mm-hmm. y'all be playing uh, like classic stuff, different eras. They might be in like an R&B mood one day, they might be in a, jet, in a Jamaican mood one day. Like, I like how they have different specified moods. Right. And I just be driving, and then there'd be select songs. I'd be like, hey, I want to know what that song is. Because I sample still. Yeah. I sample still, man. I find shit. Hey, 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 look, man. I'm going to tell y'all. Look, man. This motherfucker samples like a motherfucker. Like, now I'm not talking about, like, samples, (laughs) like, every, like, when you hear the record. No, I'm talking about this nigga. I remember I was at the at his crib. He played me this beat. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, damn, this fucking shit crazy. He flipped that motherfucker. They're like, yo, this is a sample. I'm like, what? Nah, nigga, nah. And he played me the sample. I said, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. I, I, he flipped that whole shit. And you wouldn't even know it's a sample. Like his style is fucking crazy. Like I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all this because this is by far one of the dopest fucking producers. In the fucking game. Underground and will be major. Appreciate you got to understand that shit. Much respect. You start from wherever you start from. But you keep doing what you do. Shit's going to do what it do. This motherfucker's cold, bro, my nigga. And I'm telling y'all, because not because it's my nigga. If I didn't know this nigga and I heard this shit, I'd still be like, yo, that's some dope ass shit. <laughs> Man, word up. You know what I'm saying? Like, straight up. But since I met him, you know, you got to like... See people, see how they operate and do their thing. I don't hang out with a lot of people. I, don't, I, I literally don't fuck with a lot of people. This is literally my first fucking interview. 
and it had to be with somebody that I believe is going to be great, and that is great. Yes, sir. And it's my nigga. Like, dog, look. <laughs> my nigga drop shit. That's dope as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like his beats. Look, look. When we was oh yeah, the uh, the Fly Renaissance Space Force theme. Matter of fact, yeah. The Fly Renaissance. He got Space a group. Force Fly Rena- Fly Renaissance. I've been drinking a little bit. Y'all know how my <laughs> podcast podcasts go, so you already know how I do my shit. So he got a group, Fly Renaissance, right? They dope as fuck. They got my favorite record from them is um actually Vice. Word. Yeah, dead ass. Vices. Vices. I fuck with that shit. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? And Cybertruck music is dope too. <laughs> and then uh Space Force themes that cat just Space dropped. Space Force that? theme is the new one. The new one. It's not out on Spotify yet though. Nope. I yeah. noticed that. Cause I was looking at the shit, I'm like, I don't see that on there. When the fuck it's not on the EP. <laughs> it's what okay. And they got yep. they got a new record, Space Force Space Force Space Force theme. theme. Out now on YouTube. Check out the fucking video, my nigga. And look, I know everybody in the video. I gotta give a shout out. (laughs) I I gotta tell you, my nigga Chills, you gotta know your verses, my nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Now, fuck with you, though. You know what I'm saying? I remember, uh, long story. I mean, I remember when I met you. You cool as a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. But, nigga, my nigga J Bo, man, the reason why. I'm going to tell y'all something. This nigga is the reason why I got one of the biggest records in mm-hmm. my career. And I'm not bullshit. I'm telling Talk you right now. Him. He's the realest. He got, he's the reason why I got one of the re- be- biggest records in my motherfucking career. Talk to me. You know what I'm saying? And I remember the shit. I remember the fucking day. My nigga, this was when we was at school. I met him. We kicked it. This probably about Months down the line, you know what I'm saying? He knew I rapped and, you know, did my shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, what was that, like, second year of school? Second year. My second year of school? Yeah. What? Your second year was my first year. Okay, bet. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, you, I was like, yeah, I rap, you know what I'm saying? Woo-doo, chopped it up a doo-doo. And he said, hey, I sent this beat to your email. And I'm like, all right, bet. And I listened to the beat. And I'm like, nigga, what the fuck? Nigga, send me this shit. Nigga, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, hey, bro. I'm going to record to this motherfucker. Went to the studio. We recorded YHFTN, nigga, in 2016. That motherfucking record is still booming to this motherfucking day, nigga. Booming. Booming like a motherfucker. Right now, almost at 60,000. Wow, On Spotify. Almost at 60 fucking thousand, dog. Almost. It's going to be there soon, nigga. And it's like. Shoot, when the day. Shoot, 59,000. Nigga, for real. <laughs> For real, man, nigga. that is awesome. Yeah, and it's in twenty six. We recorded this record in twenty fucking sixteen, my nigga. And it's been building. Like it's when you make dope shit, it don't matter about the time because it's the social media era. So like, look, I put it like this: if we made YHFTN in nineteen ninety, we would be Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg right now. I'm telling you that straight up. We made it now. It's booming now. We made it in 2016, and it's still booming to this fucking day. People are repeat, repeatedly playing that record because it's a dope ass fucking record. And when you see me that shit, nigga, I'm like, man, this motherfucker see me that <laughs> shit, nigga. And you made the record out of it. I like how you know what I'm saying you took two records. Yeah, I flipped that. Put them together. Yeah, man, because like, look, I want to give everybody. We talking about giving flowers. 
Facts. But when they say give flowers, they mean like to people that everybody knows in the whole world immediately. You get what yeah. I'm saying? And I'm like, nah, man, that's a lot of dope ass motherfuckers that people don't know that don't should know. people should know yep. that need they flowers before. You get what I mean? Facts. You know, and so I'm like, look, man, we got the opportunity to finally linked up because you know COVID fucked up a lot of shit, nigga. Man, man, <laughs> I was supposed to blow before COVID. Yeah, COVID fucked that. There was some lot. things we had planned, and COVID said no. Nope. Mm-hmm. COVID no fucked that whole shit up. But <laughs> it's all good because you know we still doing our thing. Okay. I mean, like, excuse me, sorry. Like I said, y'all already know how I do my podcast. I don't do my shit like everybody else. I'm gonna handle it how I handle it, and rock it like how I rock. And when I, this, my nigga is the first official actual interview on the podcast. You know, everybody else, I, you know, I couldn't really plug them because they, they, they going to say some crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> they going to be too wild. Yeah, too fucking wild, nigga. They going to say some shit that's like outlandish. I'm like, oh man, I got to edit that whole part out. <laughs> but I'm like, I know my nigga, so I'm like, I know he. He knows he 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 he's more cognizant on certain shit. Like yo, okay, not gonna not gonna go that level, that yeah. route. You know what I mean? We ain't trying to be ratchet and shit. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it straight, political on music. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? Political music. You know what I mean? Straight up. And we do we do what we do, man. Like my nigga, he ain't even told y'all about the rapping part yet. You know, maybe you should talk about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. How you got uh, into rapping? How I got into rapping? Mm-hmm. Uh, before producing, surprisingly. Really? Yep. So and you was a rapper first. I was a rapper first. Um, I was probably about thirteen years old. Mm. And um, I'm trying to think. Like Kanye was a producer. Right, right. And I started yeah, rapping when Kanye was started coming out. Yeah, as a, yeah. As a rapper, producer, and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, then what happened was, excuse me, with that platinum, that Bud Light platinum. Shout out to my boy Wise. Hey, y'all ain't paying us, Drake. nigga. Pay that nigga. Shout out to my boys from the back in the day. Yeah, no. So. Uh, Getting into rapping, man. I actually started with a rap group. Okay. Um, we was self-proclaimed, right? It was yeah. like me and one of my buddies was like, "Hey, we both can rap. Let's start a group and try to put each other on, type of shit." Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we start writing raps and freestyling on our grandma's porch. I had a little tape recorder. We recorded our raps in the tape recorder. Oh shit! Which that tape recorder later I would make beats, yeah. record little beats that I'd be playing in and stuff. And like, all right, so we rapping in the tape recorder, trying to like make a record so you could, you know, sell it or whatever. Yeah. And like, um, you know, me and my homeboy, we was called the Hammondtown Youngsters or whatever. <laughs> and uh, he was Lil Tigger, I was Young Jabo. And then that was like, it didn't really work out to anything. Yeah. It was just kids. Yeah, right? just kids. Rapping. Yeah. But uh, you know, that's where it started. And so, I kept writing. I had like. Man, I had like 80 bars 
type of songs. Like, damn, nigga. I don't know why the hell I would be like, you I just write. Just write some shit. Be like, hmm, here's 80 bars. Yeah. <laughs> here's 80 bars, funny. dude. I don't have those raps no more. I definitely threw that away. Also, used to be in the art. Okay. Uh, I used to draw comics when I was in, like, from third grade to sixth grade. I used to draw comics. Oh, nice. Um, a, a buddy of mine in elementary school, he drew comics. And it was his thing that adapted to me. And I started doing it too, but I went a little crazy with it. Uh, his thing was called Super Pencil. Super Pencil? Yeah. And my thing was called Metal Pencil. Shout out to my boy David. All right. Um, and as you can see, it was already a playoff of his shit, right? Yeah. And so, like, his was like a, a funny comedy and like. You know, it's a talking pencil. It's funny, yeah. right? And I turn that shit into like some Dragon Ball Z, like <laughs> niggas in space with spaceships making families, like a whole world of that it, shit. Yeah. yeah, I went crazy with it. Like it was Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. That was my inspiration, but it was like, I'm, I'm going to take your metal pencil and infuse it with something. Mm-hmm. Like, but it was personal, more, it wasn't nothing really popular. It was just something personal. Yeah. Me and him had going on, or like a other, couple of other friends knew. You know what I'm saying? My mama knew about the cartoon and all of that. So I had those cartoons for years and years. I even had them when I was going to the Art Institute. Mm. I threw them away when my son was born. What? Yep. Why you throw them away? Because it was like, I don't know, it was something about it. It was in this, it was this huge folder of notebook papers. It reminded me of like, all of like that time, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I draw these comics to probably even like, you know, get out of conversations or some shit. Yeah. Just to mind my own business. Just yeah. draw some shit, right? So you, you're more yeah. of an introvert. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Nature, I said I grew, yeah. up, I grew up introvert. Yeah, yeah. I can tell. Because yeah. the introverts... I'm an extrovert slash introvert. Intro and extra? Yeah. So, like, certain avenues, I can be out there. And then other, I'm like, look, I'm going to just do my thing and zone out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what bugs me, though, is why the fuck you throw it away, nigga? Shit, I'm a hoarder. No, I, I know, right? I'm a hoarder too. I got, yeah. I'm not gonna throw with my grandma's Bible. Yeah. Like that was my art, and it was one of those things that's like, I don't need this shit, man. I'm 25. Yeah. 27 or whatever, and I still have this art. Like, I threw that shit away. Just threw it, it in the dumpster, bro. It could have been something. Yeah, it could have been something. But, I could have gave it to my mama and let her hoard it. Yeah. Right. But, uh, I was just done with it. I I felt like all right. So also. I used it. There was a lot of black paper in there mm-hmm. because my thing was, I would take a, 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 like let's say like eight, eight papers, staple them together, and then start drawing boxes in the lines. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had like nine boxes a page, and I would draw my comics in each box. Mm-hmm. So then I would take the rest of the eight papers, seven papers, and make boxes that I haven't even drawn yet. I just mm-hmm. make boxes on all these pages. And then I go back to page one and start drawing my comics within each box. Mm. Until it was like, oh, okay, cool. I got more ideas and kept drawing. Oh, I got more ideas, kept drawing. <laughs> and then like, um, you know what I'm saying? But then I like, I went too crazy and I would have like pages and pages that are blank that I haven't even drawn yet, but I was intending to draw. And, oh, okay. I wanted to draw all of that. Yeah. And I thought that like, you know, judging on how, how much I can hustle and write that shit. Mm. That I could do that in the future, mm-hmm. and then the future came. Mm-hmm. It was like uh, I lost interest. By yeah, it. I can't you know, do it. Now I'm gonna do it. Into some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> so you've always been creative. Yeah. Always, yeah. always been creative. So what keeps you being creative?
today. Like, I mean, because, you know, that's 26, 2006, 2005, 2022. What keeps that? About 16, 17 years. Yeah, what keeps that going for that long? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for 16, 17 years. I mean, because. You think by this point, like, a nigga would be Jermaine Dupree or something. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Because, like, 16, 17 years is a long time. Yeah. For anything. And okay. how do you keep that drive? Like that creative driving option to continue to do what you do. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Continue I don't to think do I've, what you do. I've never answered a question like that before. Yeah. So I will put it like this. I mean, you know, the future is always ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And like some shit gonna always come out mm-hmm. that's new. And like I have a lot of shit in here mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's new. That's like, that didn't exist five years ago or yeah. 10 years ago or 20 years ago. It's products in here that's like, I can always, they, I'm always looking forward to whatever's in the future. Yeah. There's always more shit that's going to be invented. Yeah. One day there might be a little device to be like, hey, I ain't even got to have a whole studio. I just got to have this one little chip. Yeah. And they got everything in it. Right? Yeah. And so, um, you know, but, but like that's that and like the fact that like I could do a lot with the technology. Mm-hmm. It, it's, the technology meeting the music. The music is already codified. Mm-hmm. The technology can always be upgraded, but it's at a point now where it's like heavily upgraded. Yeah. Right. And so like I'm just using the both of those together. At the same time, when it comes to my ideas, mm-hmm. people don't always understand my ideas. Which is why I've been misunderstood for a long time. They don't always understand my ideas. I've yeah. always known it. They've always known it. They ain't <laughs> never always tell me. Yeah. But it's okay because it's like it's art. And um to be to what I what I've come to understand about the music business, mm-hmm. and like I've always been interested in the music business since 2008, since I graduated high school. I was yeah. like, hmm, let me go study about it. The whole time, this thing has been like, it's a um, it's an open field. It's a free market, right? right. You, the America is known to be a it's free market, free right. enterprise. As long as you find your space, you can do whatever you want within that space, right. type of thing. Right. It's all this. That's what this is all about in the music business. Is opening up the space for you. And then doing whatever you want in your space. Mm-hmm. That shit's been there all along. Mm-hmm. It's there right now. Yeah, I don't really have it, but I'm gonna build it. Mm-hmm. And then it's always been there, right? You mm-hmm. got a fucking space you can build open, mm-hmm. make it all your own. Whatever you want to do in that space, you can do it. Mm-hmm. But motherfuckers got to But the whole appeal of it is people gotta come to your come space. Come to your space, right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's what marketing is all about. You want them to come to your space, yeah. Or that would be your domain, your website, right? Yeah. Or whatever content you want to lead people to, where they can find it on popular platforms. Yeah, like that's you know what I'm saying. That's what the goal is. That's yeah. what you really want. And if people, enough people find it, yeah. you have an income. You yeah. have something that'll support your lifestyle. So people stay relevant by, you know what I'm saying, putting out the content they do. Mm-hmm. Well, for instance, let's take like Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of motherfuckers who are popular on Instagram only because they had star power back in the day. Right. And they don't have nothing anymore. Right. But they turn to social media to put up interesting content. Yeah. Ain't even the best. Ain't even new. Yeah. Yeah. This shit's <laughs> 10 years old already. Yeah. Why, are you, why is it the new thing of the day again? <laughs> it's the new thing of the day again. Right. Right. But like Pete Rock, right? Or yeah. Snoop Dogg. All they do is share on social media the dumbest, funniest videos that they laughed at today. Yes. Yeah. Every day. And it's been every day for like the last eight years. Yeah. Every <laughs> single day. 
they are posting this content. They'll delete it later. Once mm-hmm. you get the last, once they got the likes, I'm delete it later because it don't represent my brand like mm-hmm. that. You know, and then whenever we do shit like the Super Bowl, there's a new album coming out. Then you Plus, just they just put a picture up there that's going to be there forever. Right. You know, but like they're utilizing Instagram to keep themselves relevant. To right. lead people back to, oh yeah, don't forget Snoop music. is a legend. and yeah, Don't forget music. I make me, yeah. Don't forget P-Rock's a legendary producer making music. Don't forget, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Or Nas, right? That mm-hmm. was my, alright, so back when, I want to say Facebook was just not getting pages. Mm-hmm. This could be like 2012, 2013 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where Facebook had faces. Facebook is like a baby, right? Yeah. Or human, or living thing. It had a baby phase. And in the baby phase, it's basic, right? It's right, just everybody the, in the, the hood. basic purpose is yeah. I'm on Facebook to keep up with people after I leave high school. Right. That's the very basic principle why it even exists now. Right. I'm going to be keeping up with people. We just left high school and going separate ways in life. But I'm let's keep up. You. Yeah, let's be That's, friends. That was Facebook. the sell. Yeah. That's why I got it. That's yeah. why everybody got it. Yeah. And like, you know, we kept up. And I was just graduating high school 2008. Yeah. Came out 2007. I'm like, oh shit, yeah, let me keep up with all my friends. Yeah. Because at the time, when I graduated, like, yeah. <laughs> I got Facebook and all my friends will still be there, right? Yeah. Little did I know that it, we would still be on that motherfucker 20 years later. <laughs> 15 years later, we're still on Facebook, right? It's keeping up with Getting these motherfuckers. Older, shit, yeah. But the people who own Facebook thought more like, well, shit, let's sell some shit. Yeah. We, we need to. You know, we need to keep this site going anyway. Let's get in the business. Let's plug, get that. And the niggas went too hard in the motherfucking business. Yeah. Facebook, they own that tall building downtown. Mm-hmm. The tallest building with mm-hmm. the crown. They call it the crown because yeah, of that section. They own that. That's Facebook shit, bro. <sighs> always been. Always been, bro. Oh, it is. Wow. It's always been. Nigga, what? I kid you not, bro. Yo, hey, that's they, crazy. They probably gonna murder me after this podcast. <laughs> 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 always been. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, nigga. Oh, nah, that's crazy. You know what's crazy, right? They what? just announced building something in Temple. They're going to start building a new facility in Temple. Whoa, shit. Motherfuckers start commenting, don't bring that shit to Austin. I'm like, if only they knew that building about four years old now. Damn, like, nigga. That came out before the pandemic. They built that shit. Shh, I didn't even know that. I, new information. Part. Here's the craziest part. I know, right? I might get killed about it. But this is also public. Nah, you good. It's I also public. You. I kill them. I'm I'm I killed the motherfuckers that try to kill you. I've killed them. But what I'm telling you is public information already. Yeah. It's not something that I learned from the back. Yeah. Nah, brought to light. Yeah. It's ain't no damning combo, but this is putting together facts. Yeah. Where it's like, you can go Google this. Facebook owns that building. There's sections in it where it's offices at the bottom. What? Condos at the middle. And the 1% at the top of that. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know the 1% at the top of that shit. Damn. Yeah. We're doing what they do, right? Yeah. Presidential suites. But yeah, they own that shit. And they make money off of it. They make money off of it. For owning it. For leasing it to other companies. And that's how they get that. It pays <laughs> itself. So, alright. Business, right? And this is the conversation for business. Yeah. Um... So let's say, all right, reading Rick Ross's book, this nigga said he, instead of hiring a lawn care service to mm-hmm. cut his 100 acres house, mm-hmm. prop, 200 acres property, mm-hmm. he did it himself. He bought a lawnmower and cuts his own grass. 
and instead and utilizes that time of cutting grass since it's a passive thing mm. you're just driving over your land yeah it's going to cut itself right yeah. whatever you're carrying is going to cut its own land he's yeah. just driving so he says this is my time to think yeah meditate and think yeah so do it he says 100k he could have paid 100k <laughs> for someone else to do it mm. but doing it himself and having a peace of mind he saves himself 90k right like you gotta buy, the, buy the, the tractor the gas you don't have to buy the tractor every year right. he only bought it, it one time i don't think he should Shoot. buy the tractor i think he, think he should have bought the line more where he actually gotta walk that whole shit so he can lose weight fat Shoot. yeah facts you know facts. what i'm saying facts. no disrespect nigga but hey i'll take he's you to sweating your the weight out he's sweating it out yeah, sweat. <laughs> <laughs> he's sweating the shit he's out. sweating it out of him. yeah right so weight coming through the pores but that's that's an example of like using business smarts and to like move costs right yeah. or or even um you know what i'm saying business you can all right so he also owns 33 wing stops from some time ago right he owned 33 wing stops one time hey that's legendary i yeah. bet you after he bought his first one then bought the second one and bought the third one by buying a couple of them they're already paying what his rent is mm -hmm. so he's living rent free all right he buys a couple more wing stops and now he's, he's paying for all his cars. Yeah. He buys a couple more wing stops and is buying for his rap career, his mm -hmm. marketing and everything. Like to have so much running at one time is basically making this man live for free. He's not spending money. He's just mm -hmm. saying whatever money I made from wing stop, I'm going to aim it at my debts. Right. As opposed to coming to, to me so I can ball and be rich and some do come to me, yeah. but I'm not gonna make all of it. Come all of coming, yeah. I'm just gonna make what I need come to me, mm -hmm. and what it needs come there, and what it needs come there. So like, you know what I'm saying? The, to have a business mind and shit is more about like being resourceful, right? You know what I'm saying? Knowing what you can utilize, and, and then utilizing it, it and doing some shit with it, right? Utilizing it and flipping it to your advantage, you know, yep. at all points at any time. Then I could have been staying in an apartment. This apartment right here, nine hundred, bro. Mm -hmm. I could have been staying in the $1,500 apartment starting off. Yeah. In Austin, at the time I was looking for an apartment, yeah. I could have started $1,500 or more. Yeah. And the average out here is probably like $1,800. Yeah, $1,819. $1,819. Yeah. I got this shit for $900 because I did enough homework to try to figure that shit out. And manage your money to keep it where you got more money in your pocket. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You and gotta have that business set to be like, mm, I'm gonna try to cut my costs down. Mm -hmm. I could have been spending double what I've been doing. I could have right. been double. I, every day of my life, I could have been hustling, but I've, I've been able to rest because I made that decision to be like, okay, I'm gonna keep costs down. And I could just chill out and relax sometimes. Or when I feel like getting to work, I'm gonna get to work. Yeah, and handle your shit. Like you, you need to handle shit. it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he basically said everything that I talk about in my podcast. But handling your shit and staying focused and keep building your shit. You know what I'm saying? He's been doing this for <laughs> since 2005. It's 2022, so that's what, 17 years? Going on 20 years in 2025. Nigga still motivated, still handling his shit. And doing what, and look, we didn't even get to the motherfuckers that he worked with. No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides, yeah. Working with Panic. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because we got collabs, too. We got, like... We got records, nigga. Records. We got man. records, nigga. Like, hey, and motherfuckers... I'm thinking of plays, bro. Right now, 
all the shit that I ever did in the past, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a tape with me and Jack. There's some records with me and you that could still be put into a project. Like for all the things that I've done with people, that is still usable. Yeah. And like all of it is still, it's not it's not the fact that like it's original, right? Mm-hmm. It's original. Mm-hmm. But people have never heard it before, so it's still original. It's still original. It's still fresh. Out, yeah. Right. All it just needs is a marketing plan behind. It. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm working on. And Whenever I get that lane to where I can put out projects, I'm doing everything in the past first. Mm-hmm. Everything that I'm like, yo, this shit is usable. Yeah. Everything I'm going through the past first before I make some new shit. Yeah. Like the past is for sale. I mean, cause, cause, <laughs> cause, look, man, look. It's already done. It's already ready to go. Might as well put some money behind it. For real, like, look, man, bro. They got he got records that's fucking crazy. Like I'm talking about crazy, and I'm like I've been pressuring these niggas. Like, yo, put that shit out, dog. Hey, put, put that shit out. out. Like, yo, 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 you know what I mean? And then, you know, everybody work on their own time. And when it's time, he's going right. to put it out. And when it's ready, it's going to be ready like a motherfucker. But this is one thing that I want to say. Like, I, I if you, y'all been listening to my podcast, those that's been listening to it before season three, and starting at season one, I've been preaching the same shit. I don't preach, but I've been saying the same shit. Yeah. Stay focused and handle your shit and do what you need to do at all points in time. No matter what comes up in life. You get what I'm saying? Because it's a, if you love this shit, it brings the value to the shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck if you're a chef. Nigga, if we were chefs, we'd be talking about food and all the different ingredients of the foods and how we started cooking and got into cooking and shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And still doing the shit because look, if you go off of that Pokemon Go, huh? Says <laughs> so a Whelmer. Oh, yeah. You know, so like if you, oh shit, you got that? Yeah, I caught the whale. Nice. I already got one. Yeah. It's like you have to keep catching the same Pokemon over and over. Yeah. And like like this, right? It's wild. I catch it, but I can catch like fifty of those, and then I delete them and get a prize for catching them and deleting them. Nice. Just to strengthen one of those yeah. to be super fucking powerful. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like, so that's the thing. As We've been doing this shit for a long fucking time. You yeah. got to love this shit. Like, for real. Like, for real. You got to love Because, I mean, think about it. When you're young, you got the full ambitions. Like, oh, when I'm here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. Well, when you get there, you might not be X, Y, and Z right now. That don't mean you're not X, Y, and Z. You just got to keep doing what the fuck you're doing because it's going to come. When when it comes, you will be well prepared because you've already been through a lot of the fuck shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, I'm telling you, this nigga done work with some motherfuckers that, if I name these motherfuckers, you'll be like, I know that nigga. Yeah, that nigga work with him. You get what I'm saying? Like, for real. And I'm not bullshit. Telling you straight up facts. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. You know? And so, like, you gotta... This is this is giving shine on the light on the underground of hip-hop and producing and music and artistry. You know what I'm saying? That when you do what you do, it's going to shine at some point in time, and it will shine. Long as you continue to do what you're doing, you gotta be good at this shit, too, though. I mean, you can't continue to do what you do and just be ass. You dig? You know what I'm saying? Like, for real, because <laughs> that, that ain't going to work. But you got to be good. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. 
Like, if you whack, you whack. You did. You know what I'm saying? If you good, <laughs> you good. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, look, man, you got to just stay focused and handle your shit. And True. keep doing what you do. Because this nigga stay focused and still handling this shit. Like, literally. Literally, motherfucker. Handling his shit. And doing it how he needs to do it, how he wants to do it. And it's going to benefit in the long run and today, tomorrow, the next day, and everything moving forward. You know what I'm saying? So don't ever stop on your shit. You know what I mean? But, mm. you know, that's uh the interview with J-Bo. Yeah. My nigga. For real, for real. You know what I'm saying? We created the record YHFTN and many more. We got, yeah. we got a lot oh. of shit. We got a lot of shit. That nigga. <laughs> yeah, for real. We got a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, and he worked with a lot of other dope-ass artists. You know, the group Fly Renaissance. You know what I'm saying? My nigga Chills. My nigga Marco. You know, Mark Set Go. You know what I mean? You know, hey, look. I'm telling you. We're better than drink champs. Because we drink it right now. We drink it now, (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But not real shit, though, man. Look. This is our first official... (laughs) The first official inter- interview on my podcast. And it's going to yeah. be more. But I wanted to make sure the first one is with the right one. You know what I'm saying? The right individual. The right setup. It wasn't planned either. I didn't plan this shit. It wasn't like, alright, I'm linking with my nigga and we're going to do a podcast. No, it was just mid-conversation. And I'm like, damn, I do got a podcast. Let me hmm. plug this interview. See if, see if he down for it. You know, my nigga said, yeah. So, you know, hey. It's what it is. And you know, on my podcast, I tell it like it is. I don't bullshit you or fuck you around. You know, so I tell you the straight up real shit. So that's the interview. You know, that's my nigga J-Bo. A Christian Pelter. <laughs> Beautiful Christian J-Bo. Shea. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? J-Bo. J-Bo. And you can look him up on Spotify with Fly Renaissance. And you can check out his shit with uh, Mike Caesar and many of Panic 8577. Definitely check out Panic 8577, YHFTN, and the record Devante. Uh, talk That Talk. Uh, shit. Man, we got a, it's a, it's a lot of other. Oh, um, Purple Haze, because he on that record rapping. And on the art, paint art, I forgot the name of the album. But. Can't stop, can't stop. Check that shit out on SoundCloud, Panic8577, featuring J-Bo. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Check all that shit out. Mainly check out the Panic8577 featuring J-Bo records. And the J-Bo records that produce, that J-Bo produced for other artists, like Mike Caesar. Check out them records featuring, produced by J-Bo. You know what I'm saying? Because my nigga Cole, man, you gonna understand the sound that this nigga produced, man. This motherfucker's like fucking orchestra with this shit. Like a dope ass fucking producer, my nigga. And it's hard to find dope ass producers. And when you find them, you got to treat the producers right. Because a lot of people don't do that. But that's the end of this podcast. Yep. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all have a great day and night. Whatever the fuck you're doing. If you got a bitch, fucker. Stay up. Stay up. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Yeah, yeah.